Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. In today's episode, I'm going to give you some insights into that horrible feeling that you get when someone's always playing on your emotions and looking for your pity or your understanding or they want you to feel sorry for them because they're doing a victim kind of thing and you keep thinking oh am I a bad person am I not empathetic if I don't give it to them and that whole dance is just so soul destroying so we're going to talk today about what do covert narcissists look like this is really important maybe you have a friend who needs to know this invite them to listen to the podcast and Let's stay tuned and find out what this is really all about. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insights, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. You know, there's a person in your life and they just seem to always need your empathy. They always need you to put them first. They need you to understand them. They're so sorry you don't understand all the difficulties that they're going through. Why they're overlooked at work. Why everybody has it in for them. How very difficult it is. And yet they're such, such, such a good person. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Well, today we're going to talk about what does covert narcissism look like. It's sneaky, and of course, that's another way of saying it's covert, because you don't really have the clear indication that, oh yeah, that's what's going on. So when you're with a covert narcissist, it takes you way longer to understand what's going on, because you keep being played And it seems to make sense. And you don't want to be a bad person. You don't want to miss the cues and be accused of being a bad person or lacking in empathy or not understanding. So you double down and you increase your compassion. You increase your, what can I do for you? I won't expect too much of you. And that's the perfect, perfect way they want you. So today I want to talk to you about covert narcissism. Basically, we talk about two kinds of narcissism. Malignant narcissism um, is, is really, really damaging, perhaps the most horrible kind of narcissism. And then we have overt and covert narcissism, and covert narcissism is that sneaky kind, really sometimes hard to identify. But what do covert narcissists actually believe? Well, way under the surface, even though they're all humble and poor me, they believe that they actually are more important than other people. But they have this underhanded way of making that the focus And so they believe that what they want should take precedence. They want your attention. So they have all these stories about, oh, I'm not good enough. And no, nobody really wants me. And so they think, oh, here's a way, you know, where an overt narcissism would say, I deserve everything. A covert narcissist say, well, nobody cares. Nobody sees me. Nobody understands me. Does that sound familiar at all? And then when you want to be understood, they they make you wrong. Like, oh, well, why should I? Nobody cares about me. Why should I care about you? And so they're lacking in empathy, as all narcissists are. But the covert narcissist has a sneaky way about it because they sound as though they're so wounded 
that they make you feel like they must be empathetic, but they're not. Another way they show up is they need the applause and the focus, so they find ways to get you to tell them that they're good or good enough, or that they are. You agree with them that they're misunderstood, that they're undervalued, and this is just what they want to hear from you. That's their kind of applause, and that makes them the center of your focus, and that's what they want. And they have this funny way of believing that only people that are superior would understand them. So you don't understand them basically because you're not good enough or wise enough or smart enough or empathetic enough or understanding or compassionate enough. But somebody who had all those qualities would understand what they're going through. And then these covert narcissists, they'll do whatever it takes to get admiration and then they'll downplay it. You see how it's so sneaky? And then they get angry when you don't give them what they want. And they probably didn't communicate what they wanted, but somehow you're supposed to be a mind reader and know what they want. And then they make you wrong for not being the mind reader and not knowing what they want. Huh, how do you win? Well, you don't. They win if you get angry or you get upset or you give them your heart, soul, and everything that you possibly have. And then when you're exhausted, they ask you for more. Okay, there's a lot of pieces to this. And it's so underhanded. It's so in the background. It so makes you question, is this what I'm seeing? Oh, and then you think, oh, I'm a bad person. I shouldn't be feeling that way. And that's where the gotcha is. That's where they capture you. So what else do they do? They they obsess about gaining power and love and success and admiration and attention. And they talk to you about it like, oh, I'm going to do this. It probably won't happen, but I'm going to do this. And, there, and other people won't let me. And isn't it awful? And the world did me wrong. And that's their song. You know, ain't it awful? The world does me wrong. They actually feel entitled and they believe that they're better than other people. But they don't come across in the way that malignant narcissists do or any overt narcissist. They don't tell you how wonderful they are. They get you to tell them how wonderful they are by underplaying themselves. And underneath that, they want people to be jealous of them because they are paranoid that others are envious of them. And looking for something from them. And it's very underhanded. But they really are in their own way. They're arrogant and judgmental and critical and demanding. But it's all done in this covert way. This kind of coded way. Pulling at your heartstrings. And just like all narcissists, they actually lack empathy. And they find fault with other people. So what's the difference between a covert and an overt narcissist? Well, I think clearly the overt narcissist, and you've met them, you've seen them, you see them on social media all the time. They're really out there. They're visible. They're happy to tell you of their accomplishments. They tell you their numbers. They love large numbers. They like to be the most, the best, the highest, you know, whatever it is, superlatives are representative of overt narcissists talking about themselves. They want to be highly, highly visible. They want as many people as possible to see what they're off to. They're very, very confident, overly confident. In fact, the things that they say sometimes absolutely astonish you. You may be saying to yourself, who says that? Who does that? And they they kind of fascinate you in that way. And, and that's an overt narcissist tactic. And even when they're being assertive, they're very happy to be aggressive. They want to go beyond just saying what they think, feel, need, or want. You know, I talk about that all the time, that we all have the right to say what we think, feel, need, or want. But they are overly aggressive. Here's what I want, and you are wrong for not giving it to me. You don't understand. You don't care. There's something terribly wrong with you. And the overt narcissist is happy to tell you that. So they're often brash and right out there and visible. 
They want to be visible, but they don't realize they're actually visibly showing you that they're an overt narcissist. So they'll be outspoken in their criticism and their superiority. And they they will just present themselves in such a way that maybe in the beginning they'll get your admiration. And then after a while, you begin to question, what's really going on here? I don't feel good around this person. So the other side of that is the covert narcissist. And so they lay low and play on your emotions. So they will be insecure and they'll be looking for you to reassure them. They'll be passive and they won't ask you for what they really need and want, but they'll make you wrong for not giving them what they really need and want. As I said earlier, they they make you wrong for not being able to read their minds. Now, passive-aggressive people do that too, but, you know, as I've said in other episodes, passive-aggressive people are not necessarily hijackals, but all hijackals are passive-aggressive. So when we're talking about narcissists, of course they are hijackals. And if you're joining my podcast for the first time, let me give you the the, uh, definition of the term that I've trademarked, hijackals. These are people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control. So narcissists, overt, malignant, covert, they all fall in the category of hijackals. But the covert narcissist will play the victim. Oh, nobody ever gives me a chance. I'm always passed over. Nobody sees my true qualities. Nobody appreciates what I bring to the table. Nobody sees my good deeds. And they may even seem shy and retiring. But at home, they're always playing on your emotions, trying to get you to feel sorry for them, to take care of them, to recognize that they are this poor, downtrodden creature. And you think they may be the opposite of a narcissist, and that's what's so confusing, and that's what can take you so long to actually realize you're with a covert narcissist. You know, many times I'll be working with couples, and I have clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing, so I see that it's common in many, many, many places because people are the same. And there will be this, well, I'm, I, am I wrong? Like, And I have to spend extra time with the couple, extra time with each of them to really be able to find out what the true pattern is. It takes longer to understand and uproot the the covert narcissist than it does the very obvious malignant narcissist or overt narcissist who may or may not be malignant. So... You can't understand that you could be with a covert narcissist for a long time. And you being a good, healthy, emotionally involved person, maybe very empathetic, um, keeps thinking, oh, if only I did a little more for them. Oh, the poor person, they need my support. They need me in their corner. Oh, I'm not good enough. I need to do more for them. And they are happy They are so happy when you feel that way because they've got you. They've got you. They've got you in their corner. They've got you feeling badly for them. They've got you understanding that you need to do more for them. And the world is just not seeing their worth, not living up to their value. And they want that from you. They need that from you. And when you actually get to that place, they are thrilled And then you begin to feel downtrodden. You begin to feel worn out and torn down and put down and not good enough and not measuring up. And then they keep you in that place. Does that sound familiar to you at all? If it does, and maybe you're asking yourself questions, first of all, go and get a copy of my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal. You'll find that at hijackals.com. That's hijack. H-I-J-A-C-K-A-L-S dot com. Go find it there. First of all, learn about hijackals. Then learn about covert narcissists. So go and look for my blogs and my books and my other podcasts and my YouTube channel. 
My YouTube channel is at 4, F-O-R, Relationship Help, H-E-L-P, youtube.com slash 4 Relationship Help. And find out more about this. Find out more about narcissists. Find out more about all these things that can help you understand. Because when you're with a covert narcissist, they just keep playing on your heartstrings. And you being a good person feels, oh, that's terrible. I should feel sorry for this person. I should do more for this person. I should be involved with this person. I should feel like I have to take care of this person. And you never want to feel that you have to take care of another adult uh, when they're healthy. And here's another thing. Covert narcissists like to play on the idea that they may be sick. There may be no evidence in reality for that, but they will play with it. So let's move on and look at how covert narcissists show up and how you'll get it right away if you know one. I want to give you some really clear examples. So if you have a person in your life who's kind of got you questioning now by what I've already said, and then that person is prone to depression or at least behaving in a way that looks like they're depressed to play on your heartstrings, again, you may be with a covert narcissist. Or do they talk about failed ambition or their fear of failure or they overreact to what they call a failure, but it isn't a failure at all. It's just real life. You know, some things work, some things don't work. Some people like you, some people don't like you, but they over respond to that. And they think, oh, you know, I never have any friends or you'll never, never show any interest in me or never let me do what I want. And if I'd been able to do what I want, I could have done such great things or I'd show up as such a wonderful person. So they're always talking about failure, giving you this sense of that so that you will swoop in and say, oh, no, let's make things happen. Oh, no, you're not. And shore them up. And that's how they hook you. So what's another way they show up? Well, I just put a graphic up on my Facebook page, and you can find that at facebook.com slash relationshiphelpdoctor. And I, I just put it up because they are the masters of the fake apology. They, they love to give you a fake apology because they understand you like that. But on the other hand, they make the apology, but then they never change their behavior. And then when you call them on it again, you say, oh, you know, I'm so stupid. I can't do it. And, you know, how could I, how could I miss that again? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll do better. But what you have to understand is the only time an apology matters, no matter to whom you're talking, with whom you're in relationship, is when the behaviors they apologized for stay changed. Otherwise, the apology doesn't matter. And in the case of covert narcissists, they are the masters of fake apologies. Sound familiar? Been apologized to over and over for the same thing? And you're just about fed up? Yeah, because they're sneaky. And they create plausible victim stories, right? It's plausible. So when it's plausible, I mean, all hijackers love to play on plausibility so that you won't, you won't take the risk of saying, no, that's not true. They like to give you plausible stories. And in the case of the covert narcissist, they want to give you a plausible victim story so that you'll feel sorry for them. And then they kind of catch you and you go down the rabbit hole with them. And again, there you are going, oh, you know, poor him or her. Um, it, I have to give them more attention. I have to give them more support. And that's exactly what they want you to feel. And so they also play on feeling fragile and and big stories about being excluded or passed over or misunderstood Almost any story will do as long as it garners your empathy. Now, you, they don't have a lot of empathy themselves, but they want to garner 
your empathy. They want your full attention. They want you to feel fully engaged with them and their sorrow and their pain and their being misunderstood. And that's a problem, right? It's a problem because you keep second-guessing yourself. Am I a bad person if I don't go down that path with them? Or am I being taken? Well, if all the things that I'm talking about today are ringing true, it's likely that you are being taken. You are being taken for a ride to nowhere good by a covert narcissist. Because they'll tell you stories of being passed over and and nobody understands me if they really understood me they'd realize that i they're just intimidated by my superiority you know i am really good at what i do and and they pass me over because they're competitive with me and they don't want me to show them up so they pass me over and that's just bad right it's terrible people shouldn't do that to me I should be recognized for the fabulous wonderful brilliant person I am and yet they don't recognize me oh my goodness you know are you are you recognizing some of this does it happen to you do you know somebody who behaves this way are you in relationship with somebody very closely Maybe you have a parent or a partner or a sibling that behaves this way and you keep being sucked into their stories and trying to do the most you can for them. And maybe today's the day that you will recognize that, whoa, this person is a covert narcissist. I have to pull back. Maybe you're going to need a little support to do that. And I'm always here for you. Just go to transformingrelationship.com. That's my website, transformingrelationship.com. Click on the new client uh, first session for one full hour for only $97. And if you don't want to remember transformingrelationship.com and you want that offer, just go to beaclient.com. That's right. Beaclient.com. It'll take you there too. So, all this going on. So, how do they show up? I mean, they really care about their reputations and they'll go to great lengths to cover their tracks or blame other people for their failures and indiscretions. It's always somebody else's fault. With any narcissist of any stripe, everything is someone else's fault. But because covert narcissists are coming from this seemingly paranoiac place, it's always somebody else's fault because they would never have done what it is that might tarnish their reputation if someone else hadn't led them astray. So a little more about how they show up. They like to play down the accomplishments of other humans. They like to do that. And they kind of give backhanded compliments that make them appear superior. And they'll use offhand remarks, maybe even smug and superior remarks about other humans. And over time, they'll slowly make you feel that their needs matter more than anyone else's. They'll do the poor me thing to a T. Absolutely to a T. And they care a lot about what other people think of them. So they talk about their good deeds and their their exceptional abilities. And they, they, they kind of work them in. And it's, it's really sneaky. It's really sneaky stuff. And then they only really help other people if there's a benefit to them. Now, that's a big one to notice. That's what they do. And they want it to be a benefit to themselves if they help someone else. And they want it to make a good story. Because they want other people to see their good works. They're also masters at gaslighting others to confuse them, to gain power over them. They love to create self-doubt in you and in other people. So they find these covert ways to feed their egos. 
And a big thing that they will do is try to make you feel incapable and stupid to need support or validation from them because they claim they don't need support or validation from anyone, even though they're sitting in their own private pity party saying that the world doesn't understand them that the world does not get their value, that the world is lacking. That's what they do. So if all of this is making sense to you, I really invite you to come along. Let's talk. Go to beaclient.com if you're ready to talk. Otherwise, go to my YouTube channel, listen to other podcasts, YouTube channel at For Relationship Help, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P, The other podcast, Emotional Savvy, get it wherever you like to get your podcast, where you're getting this podcast. Listen to other episodes of Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm always here for you. This is hard to see. It's really hard to see covert narcissism, and I can help. I can help you unpack that. I can help you see it, and I want to help you do that because you deserve to see it so that you can make good choices about what's actually really going on. So I'm glad you're here. Please invite your friends to join you if you find value here. Be sure to subscribe so that you can always know when the next episode is available for you. So until we talk again, watch out for those covert narcissists. They are lurking in too many places, and I hope there isn't one too close to you. Take good care. You know, there's a person in your life, and they just seem to always need your empathy. They always need you to put them first. They need you to understand them. They're so sorry you don't understand all the difficulties that they're going through. Why they're overlooked at work. Why everybody has it in for them. How very difficult it is. And yet they're such, such, such a good person. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Well, today we're going to talk about what does covert narcissism look like? It's sneaky. And of course, that's another way of saying it's covert because you don't really have the clear indication that, oh yeah, that's what's going on. So when you're with a covert narcissist, it takes you way longer to understand what's going on because you keep being played and it seems to make sense. And you don't want to be a bad person. You don't want to miss the cues and be accused of being a bad person or lacking in empathy or not understanding. So you double down and you increase your compassion. You increase your, what can I do for you? I won't expect too much of you. And that's the perfect, perfect way they want you. So today I want to talk to you about covert narcissism. Basically, we talk about two kinds of narcissism. Malignant narcissism um, is, is really, really damaging, perhaps the most horrible kind of narcissism. And then we have overt and covert narcissism. And covert narcissism is that sneaky kind, really sometimes hard to identify. But what do covert narcissists actually believe? Well, way under the surface, even though they're all humble and poor me, they believe that they actually are more important than other people. But they have this underhanded way of making that the focus And so they believe that what they want should take precedence. They want your attention. So they have all these stories about, oh, I'm not good enough. And no, nobody really wants me. And so they think, oh, here's a way, you know, where an overt narcissism would say, I deserve everything. A covert narcissist say, well, nobody cares. Nobody sees me. Nobody understands me. Does that sound familiar at all? And then when you want to be understood, they they make you wrong. Like, oh, well, why should I? Nobody cares about me. Why should I care about you? And so they're lacking in empathy, as all narcissists are. But the covert narcissist has a sneaky way about it because they sound as though they're so wounded 
that they make you feel like they must be empathetic, but they're not. Another way they show up is they need the applause and the focus, so they find ways to get you to tell them that they're good or good enough, or that they are, you agree with them, that they're misunderstood, that they're undervalued, and this is just what they want to hear from you. That's their kind of applause, and that makes them the center of your focus, and that's what they want. And they have this funny way of believing that only people that are superior would understand them. So you don't understand them basically because you're not good enough or wise enough or smart enough or empathetic enough or understanding or compassionate enough. But somebody who had all those qualities would understand what they're going through. And then these covert narcissists, they'll do whatever it takes to get admiration and then they'll downplay it. You see how it's so sneaky? And then they get angry when you don't give them what they want. And they probably didn't communicate what they wanted, but somehow you're supposed to be a mind reader and know what they want. And then they make you wrong for not being the mind reader and not knowing what they want. How do you win? Well, you don't. They win if you get angry or you get upset or you give them your heart, soul, and everything that you possibly have. And then when you're exhausted, they ask you for more. Okay, there's a lot of pieces to this. And it's so underhanded. It's so in the background. It so makes you question, is this what I'm seeing? Oh, and then you think, oh, I'm a bad person. I shouldn't be feeling that way. And that's where the gotcha is. That's where they capture you. So what else do they do? They they obsess about gaining power and love and success and admiration and attention. And they talk to you about it like, oh, I'm going to do this. It probably won't happen, but I'm going to do this. And, there, and other people won't let me. And isn't it awful? And the world did me wrong. And that's their song. You know, ain't it awful? The world does me wrong. They actually feel entitled and they believe that they're better than other people. But they don't come across in the way that malignant narcissists do or any overt narcissist. They don't tell you how wonderful they are. They get you to tell them how wonderful they are by underplaying themselves. And underneath that, they want people to be jealous of them because they are paranoid that others are envious of them. And looking for something from them. And it's very underhanded. But they really are in their own way. They're arrogant and judgmental and critical and demanding. But it's all done in this covert way. This kind of coded way. Pulling at your heartstrings. And just like all narcissists, they actually lack empathy. And they find fault with other people. So what's the difference between a covert and an overt narcissist? Well, I think clearly the overt narcissist, and you've met them, you've seen them, you see them on social media all the time. They're really out there. They're visible. They're happy to tell you of their accomplishments. They tell you their numbers. They love large numbers. They like to be the most, the best, the highest, you know, whatever it is, superlatives are representative of overt narcissists talking about themselves. They want to be highly, highly visible. They want as many people as possible to see what they're off to. They're very, very confident, overly confident. In fact, the things that they say sometimes absolutely astonish you. You may be saying to yourself, who says that? Who does that? And they they kind of fascinate you in that way. And, and that's an overt narcissist tactic. And even when they're being assertive, they're very happy to be aggressive. They want to go beyond just saying what they think, feel, need, or want. You know, I talk about that all the time, that we all have the right to say what we think, feel, need, or want. But they are overly aggressive. Here's what I want, and you are wrong for not giving it to me. You don't understand. You don't care. There's something terribly wrong with you. And the overt narcissist is happy to tell you that. So they're often brash and right out there and visible. 
They want to be visible, but they don't realize they're actually visibly showing you that they're an overt narcissist. So they'll be outspoken in their criticism and their superiority. And they they will just present themselves in such a way that maybe in the beginning they'll get your admiration. And then after a while, you begin to question, what's really going on here? I don't feel good around this person. So the other side of that is the covert narcissist. And so they lay low and play on your emotions. So they will be insecure and they'll be looking for you to reassure them. They'll be passive and they won't ask you for what they really need and want, but they'll make you wrong for not giving them what they really need and want. As I said earlier, they they make you wrong for not being able to read their minds. Now, passive-aggressive people do that too, but, you know, as I've said in other episodes, passive-aggressive people are not necessarily hijackals, but all hijackals are passive-aggressive. So when we're talking about narcissists, of course they are hijackals. And if you're joining my podcast for the first time, let me give you the the, uh, definition of the term that I've trademarked, hijackals. These are people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control. So narcissists, overt, malignant, covert, they all fall in the category of hijackals. But the covert narcissist will play the victim. Oh, nobody ever gives me a chance. I'm always passed over. Nobody sees my true qualities. Nobody appreciates what I bring to the table. Nobody sees my good deeds. And they may even seem shy and retiring. But at home, they're always playing on your emotions, trying to get you to feel sorry for them, to take care of them, to recognize that they are this poor, downtrodden creature. And you think they may be the opposite of a narcissist, and that's what's so confusing, and that's what can take you so long to actually realize you're with a covert narcissist. You know, many times I'll be working with couples, and I have clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing, so I see that it's common in many, many, many places because people are the same. And there will be this, well, I'm, I, am I wrong? Like, And I have to spend extra time with the couple, extra time with each of them to really be able to find out what the true pattern is. It takes longer to understand and uproot the the covert narcissist than it does the very obvious malignant narcissist or overt narcissist who may or may not be malignant. So... You can't understand that you could be with a covert narcissist for a long time. And you being a good, healthy, emotionally involved person, maybe very empathetic, um, keeps thinking, oh, if only I did a little more for them. Oh, the poor person, they need my support. They need me in their corner. Oh, I'm not good enough. I need to do more for them. And they are happy They are so happy when you feel that way because they've got you. They've got you. They've got you in their corner. They've got you feeling badly for them. They've got you understanding that you need to do more for them. And the world is just not seeing their worth, not living up to their value. And they want that from you. They need that from you. And when you actually get to that place, they are thrilled And then you begin to feel downtrodden. You begin to feel worn out and torn down and put down and not good enough and not measuring up. And then they keep you in that place. Does that sound familiar to you at all? If it does, and maybe you're asking yourself questions, first of all, go and get a copy of my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal. You'll find that at hijackals.com. That's hijack. H-I-J-A-C-K-A-L-S dot com. Go find it there. First of all, learn about hijackals. Then learn about covert narcissists. So go and look for my blogs and my books and my other podcasts and my YouTube channel. 
My YouTube channel is at 4, F-O-R, Relationship Help, H-E-L-P, youtube.com slash 4 Relationship Help. And find out more about this. Find out more about narcissists. Find out more about all these things that can help you understand. Because when you're with a covert narcissist, they just keep playing on your heartstrings. And you being a good person feels, oh, that's terrible. I should feel sorry for this person. I should do more for this person. I should be involved with this person. I should feel like I have to take care of this person. And you never want to feel that you have to take care of another adult uh, when they're healthy. And here's another thing. Covert narcissists like to play on the idea that they may be sick. There may be no evidence in reality for that, but they will play with it. So let's move on and look at how covert narcissists show up and how you'll get it right away if you know one. I want to give you some really clear examples. So if you have a person in your life who's kind of got you questioning now by what I've already said, and then that person is prone to depression or at least behaving in a way that looks like they're depressed to play on your heartstrings, again, you may be with a covert narcissist. Or do they talk about failed ambition or their fear of failure or they overreact to what they call a failure, but it isn't a failure at all. It's just real life. You know, some things work, some things don't work. Some people like you, some people don't like you, but they over respond to that. And they think, oh, you know, I never have any friends or you'll never, never show any interest in me or never let me do what I want. And if I'd been able to do what I want, I could have done such great things or I'd show up as such a wonderful person. So they're always talking about failure, giving you this sense of that so that you will swoop in and say, oh no, let's make things happen. Oh no, you're not. And shore them up. And that's how they hook you. So what's another way they show up? Well, I just put a graphic up on my Facebook page, and you can find that at facebook.com slash relationshiphelpdoctor. And I, I just put it up because they are the masters of the fake apology. They, they love to give you a fake apology because they understand you like that. But on the other hand, they make the apology, but then they never change their behavior. And then when you call them on it again, you say, oh, you know, I'm so stupid. I can't do it. And, you know, how could I, how could I miss that again? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll do better. But what you have to understand is the only time an apology matters, no matter to whom you're talking, with whom you're in relationship, is when the behaviors they apologized for stay changed. Otherwise, the apology doesn't matter. And in the case of covert narcissists, they are the masters of fake apologies. Sound familiar? Been apologized to over and over for the same thing? And you're just about fed up? Yeah, because they're sneaky. And they create plausible victim stories, right? It's plausible. So when it's plausible, I mean, all hijackers love to play on plausibility so that you won't, you won't take the risk of saying, no, that's not true. They like to give you plausible stories. And in the case of the covert narcissist, they want to give you a plausible victim story so that you'll feel sorry for them. And then they kind of catch you and you go down the rabbit hole with them. And again, there you are going... Oh, you know, poor him or her. Um, it, I have to give them more attention. I have to give them more support. And that's exactly what they want you to feel. And so they also play on feeling fragile and, and big stories about being excluded or passed over or misunderstood. Almost any story will do as long as it garners your empathy now, you, they don't have a lot of empathy themselves, but they want to garner 
your empathy. They want your full attention. They want you to feel fully engaged with them and their sorrow and their pain and their being misunderstood. And that's a problem, right? It's a problem because you keep second-guessing yourself. Am I a bad person if I don't go down that path with them? Or am I being taken? Well, if all the things that I'm talking about today are ringing true, it's likely that you are being taken. You are being taken for a ride to nowhere good by a covert narcissist. Because they'll tell you stories of being passed over and and nobody understands me. If they really understood me, they'd realize that I they're just intimidated by my superiority. You know, I am really good at what I do and, and they pass me over because they're competitive with me and they don't want me to show them up. So they pass me over and that's just bad, right? It's terrible. People shouldn't do that to me. I should be recognized for the fabulous, wonderful, brilliant person I am. And yet they don't recognize me. Oh my goodness. You know, are you, are you recognizing some of this? Does it happen to you? Do you know somebody who behaves this way? Are you in relationship with somebody very closely? Maybe you have a parent or a partner or a sibling that behaves this way. And you keep being sucked into their stories and trying to do the most you can for them. And maybe today's the day that you will recognize that, whoa, this person is a covert narcissist. I have to pull back. Maybe you're going to need a little support to do that. And I'm always here for you. Just go to transformingrelationship.com. That's my website, transformingrelationship.com. Click on the new client uh, first session for one full hour for only $97. And if you don't want to remember transformingrelationship.com and you want that offer, just go to beaclient.com. That's right. BeAClient.com. It'll take you there too. So, all this going on. So, how do they show up? I mean, they really care about their reputations and they'll go to great lengths to cover their tracks or blame other people for their failures and indiscretions. It's always somebody else's fault. With any narcissist of any stripe, everything is someone else's fault. But because covert narcissists are coming from this seemingly paranoiac place, it's always somebody else's fault because they would never have done what it is that might tarnish their reputation if someone else hadn't led them astray. So a little more about how they show up. They like to play down the accomplishments of other humans. They like to do that. And they kind of give backhanded compliments that make them appear superior. And they'll use offhand remarks, maybe even smug and superior remarks about other humans. And over time, they'll slowly make you feel that their needs matter more than anyone else's. They'll do the poor me thing to a T. Absolutely to a T. And they care a lot about what other people think of them. So they talk about their good deeds and their their exceptional abilities. And they, they, they kind of work them in. And it's, it's really sneaky. It's really sneaky stuff. And then they only really help other people if there's a benefit to them. Now, that's a big one to notice. That's what they do. And they want it to be a benefit to themselves if they help someone else. And they want it to make a good story. Because they want other people to see their good works. They're also masters at gaslighting others to confuse them, to gain power over them. They love to create self-doubt in you and in other people. So they find these covert ways to feed their egos. 
And a big thing that they will do is try to make you feel incapable and stupid to need support or validation from them because they claim they don't need support or validation from anyone, even though they're sitting in their own private pity party saying that the world doesn't understand them that the world does not get their value, that the world is lacking. That's what they do. So if all of this is making sense to you, I really invite you to come along. Let's talk. Go to beaclient.com if you're ready to talk. Otherwise, go to my YouTube channel, listen to other podcasts, YouTube channel at For Relationship Help, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P, the other podcast, Emotional Savvy, get it wherever you like to get your podcast, where you're getting this podcast. Listen to other episodes of Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm always here for you. This is hard to see. It's really hard to see covert narcissism, and I can help. I can help you unpack that. I can help you see it, and I want to help you do that because you deserve to see it so that you can make good choices about what's actually really going on. So I'm glad you're here. Please invite your friends to join you if you find value here. Be sure to subscribe so that you can always know when the next episode is available for you. So until we talk again, watch out for those covert narcissists. They are lurking in too many places, and I hope there isn't one too close to you. Take good care. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.